You got your mama's sunshine. You got your daddy's rain. You're like a piece of heaven in a hurricane. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's podcast. So uh, this episode is going to be different. I mean, you probably already saw the title, you clicked on it. I don't even know what we're titling this yet, but I know that we are talking about weird phenomena, but also stuff that's actually in the news right now, which is uh, pretty wild. You know, I think about life when I was in high school, okay, ninety mid-90s. And, uh, you know, life was interesting back then. You had grunge rock. You had, you know, Bill Clinton was the president. It was pretty wild back then. If I were to fast forward from there to now, and I would say that we're going to talk about aliens and actually not be laughing about it and, and be serious about it, <laughs> right. I would say you're crazy. Yeah. Uh, but we are. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about aliens in the news. We're going to talk about uh, how NASA keeps stumbling upon these new planets that could uh, actually have life. We're going to talk about the rapture. We're going to talk about biblical prophecy. We're going to talk about all of these things, AI, robots. Did you guys hear about this one recently? Last week, uh, they had a bunch of AI robots walking around and uh, at the football game at uh, the Rams Stadium, at SoFi Stadium. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, I saw those. I they, saw photos. I saw videos of it. I so don't know Tom, what to think about. Were it. they were they walking around or were they sitting? They, yeah, no, they were both. They were, they were, yeah, yeah, they were on the sidelines. They Wait, were, what? They were they walking. Were just, no, yeah, they, they were. were yeah. yeah, walking around. They were walking. Yeah, yeah, they were walking around, and they would come over and they would they would get close to to people that were not allowed on the on the sidelines. I want to yeah. see a linebacker tackle one and see how it goes. Let's see, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, would you might break? be shocked. They you never, might. they never said anything though. From what, from the videos I saw, they never talked or anything like that. They were just emotionless and would just stare, you know, off in the distance. I don't believe it. I don't think that those were real. See, but yeah, oh yeah, those videos, they're they look off. real. They they're look on real. The sidelines. Yeah, so it's a, it's a unique time for sure because they were promoting a video or a movie or something. The creator, right? the creator. That's what was on the back of some of their like uniforms or whatever mm-hmm. they were wearing. And some of them actually ended up wearing Dodger or Dodgers, Chargers uh, uniforms. But yeah, I, I don't know what that movie's about or show or whatever it is. But yeah, they were promoting it, which again, sounds to me like just promotional stuff. Right. You know, like it, just because you put on a Minions costume and walk around doesn't mean the Minions are, guy, are real. I'm, I'm going to read this headline real quick. It says, Pat McAfee uh, wants to boot heads off the AI football fans, <laughs> which were spotted at the NFL game. <laughs> That's well, so you know, violent. we were talking too the other day about the lady who got off the plane and she was all upset. Oh man, saying that person's not human. It's not human. Not human. Yeah, and she looked pretty right on. She didn't look like she was crazy. And then they showed a picture of the person she said wasn't human, and I kind of began to have <laughs> second thoughts. Had a hood over his head. I, is that an AI they put on a plane? I mean, is that, that would poss- make, Is that possible? I totally I makes. Know. I mean, it totally can make sense. I mean, why wouldn't they? You know, the government. Put a robot that can record, see, see everything, hear mm-hmm. everything, um, and be able to take that flight well, data back. I, I mean, that, I'm not saying it was. I'm just Vince saying, and I were talking about this earlier um, on our way to the uh, to the men's retreat uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, we were we were looking. Um, uh, we, you, you drive right by a testing ground, the Hyundai testing ground, where these cars are driving around. And I'm pretty sure one was uh, autonomous because it had like a satellite on top of it. Mm-hmm. And so they're testing this autonomous vehicle, you know, a vehicle that drives by itself. Why wouldn't they do the same thing with robots, you know? So like, are they sure. are they actually sending robots out in the world to See, do I, I normal think, human things? I wouldn't That's think so twice crazy. about putting one on an airplane if I was in charge of that. And maybe she was right. Maybe that was an AI in the plane a uh, company, whoever owned the airline, didn't want that out. The question would be, if, if I heard of that, I would say, um, 
when we turn the cell phones off, do we also have to turn this guy off next to me? <laughs> right. Is that yeah, yeah? Sure. Well, then, then the add, right. add to that that in Peru they found these uh, skeletons. Oh man. They say these skeletons are of aliens. Yeah, aliens. They look just like pictures of aliens. Now, I saw that. Are they tiny? Are they like little yeah, tiny? They're, short. they're like, yeah, they're like, very small. Like, they're like three feet or something. Not okay. that big at all. Got it. But they're a thousand, uh, thousand years old. Hmm. And they're from and, carbon dating, which yeah. is super accurate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. right. We know but about I, carbon dating. I guess they also did like x rays and, and different things. No, radiocarbon dating is not that accurate. Oh, really? Supposedly. No, right. Yeah. I mean, huh. it, okay. Yeah, we don't want to. We're not scientists here, but yeah. the, some of the tests that they do to run down um, carbon dating is very. It can be flawed by a lot of things, um, well, though, in the way that they take the it. The guy that I think was in charge of this was a ufologist and journalist, Jaime Masson. And in front of an audience of lawmakers and scientists on Tuesday, he told the congressional session in Mexico City that these are beings and they're non humans. Who are, who are not a part of our terrestrial evolution. And that was his, and again, it came from his carbon. They said they were carbon analyzed. And they were approximately 1,000 years old. But what's what's odd is they, if you looked at the skeletons, the heads were very obvious. They looked just like many of those paintings on those cave walls in mm. the ancient Chinese and Maya and Aztec and Inca civilizations. And of course, in those civilizations, they said that these visitors came from the heavens bringing great knowledge to mankind and they drew pictures of what I saw in those skeletons. It was the same face. It was right. the same the, everything. The long head. Yeah. The long, the long arms. It's got, they've got really long arms. It, it's, it's also, I think another reason why it's probably so hard for us to maybe be astonished by it rather than like, Oh gosh, this is so weird is because it's so much so fast like the same week that mm -hmm. we see robots on the chargers <laughs> sidelines we're also finding out that they have alien uh skeletons uh, yeah skeleton yeah. it's just like give us a month give it you know separate <laughs> that it's too much too soon yeah they have a new planet that they discovered uh nasa discovered um i think it's called um k 12 through 18 like dash 18 um, which is also how, how much schooling they want your kids to do yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> starting, starting next year. Uh, but it, it's a, it's a planet that, um, has like some of the same molecular structure, I guess, as earth. And they're saying that they, I don't know how they know this. I mean, it's like millions, if not billions of miles away, but, uh, this new telescope, the James Webb telescope, yeah. um, that's how they were able to, uh, to observe this. It, it's funny. I was, I, I, I took a note about, um, all the things, because we're talking about things which seem like we don't know a lot about, but we're learning more about. Um, but just to give in some perspective, I took a note. The observable universe is 93 billion light years wide. So what that means is if you travel five miles per second, um, which I guess the Discovery Space Shuttle uh, was able to do, mm -hmm. uh, it would take 37,200 years to go one light year. One light year, so times ninety three billion by thirty seven thousand two hundred, and uh, you have a number, Tom. I don't even know what I don't even know what that number is right there. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even write it down, yeah. but it was um, it, it's like one of those EMC squared numbers, right? Right. Yeah. Um, you mean to the power to the to the power, power of yeah. the of the fifteen or something it. like that? Yeah. So like we have observed or ID'd like five thousand planets, right? 
But they say that every single star that you can see, and the stars you can't see, so observable and non-observable, um, they're, that pretty much every single star has its own planet system. So if you think about that, right? The next time you're out in the desert or the mountains and it's a, a no moon night, which, you know, some people like to go camping. Some people don't. Some people never see the stars because they live in a city. Mm -hmm. But when you look up, there's so many countless stars and each one has, you know, most of them have their own planet system. So when you consider how much is out there that we don't know, I mean, it would be to me, it'd be arrogant to believe that there's not life outside of that. Now, where does that fit into our theology? Now, that's, well, that's a good question. Billy Graham was asked the question, do you think we'll ever know if there's life on other planets? And he said, my answer is, I have a friend who really believes that aliens built the pyramids. So he thinks there is other life. But Billy said, if there is evidence of other life, it's not in the Bible. He says, but he went on to say, the Bible just tells us what we need to know to get right with God. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, if there is life on another planet... Uh, we still don't know, but he said, we do know this, that Bible, that God created that life if there is life on another planet. Hmm. And so... Do you uh, think, let me ask you this, do you think that if um, it's proven, right, scientifically proven and accepted among all scientists that there is life outside of our, uh, our, our world, um, would you think that that would affect people's faith in a negative way or do you think it would affect it at all? I mean, for me, it wouldn't affect it, but I, I just wonder... Um, if that fits in or if that would just throw people way off their horse. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think so. I, I think mm. I'm like you. It wouldn't affect me at all. Right. I've told you before, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. If they prove that the Bible was totally a false book, absolutely false, nothing to it, how much would that affect my fate? Not a lot because I've met the God of the Bible and I've lived with him for almost 50 years. Mm -hmm. And I know that I know that I know that I, I've, I've met the God of the Bible. And so, but look at Nehemiah 96. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry host. See, I don't know how much you can expand on that starry host. What, what does that include? Hebrews 13 and 2 gives me another insight into, you know, this world being bigger than, than what we can think. Hebrews 13 and 2 says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. So we have actually, I guess you could, you could say this, it's possible that we sat next to an angel on an airplane and not known it. Or an AI robot. Or an AI robot, either way you want to look <laughs> yeah. at it. Uh, but then Ephesians 6.12 leaves a lot of latitude here too. It says that our battle is not against flesh and blood. And it goes on and explains who it is against. And it has this phrase tucked in that verse, said our battles against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Mm. And we don't know what that includes. So in answer to your question, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, room in the Bible for a lot of different thoughts. And if you consider that scripture uh, forces in heavenly places, I mean, you could easily translate that to alien life, you know, in, in evil a different forces. way. Yeah, evil. right, right, right. And, and and it could it could make you a little bit nervous when you think about it. But the truth is, is that God is is in charge. You know, yes. he's he's ultimate yes. authority. And so, uh, and what what I love about the Bible is 
it teaches us of a God who um, is all powerful, all knowing, all these things, but he's also all loving. He really takes care of his people. And it's a love story from the beginning to the end. Mm. Even the parts that are hard to read where, you know, an entire nation um, is attacked and, and, and people are killed. It's like God did that so that he could protect his kids. Yeah. And, and it's because they would have killed them. You know, it's like it's like if somebody were to break into my house, you know, in the middle of the night. And I think about these things probably way too much. But I think about, you know, if someone were to break in, I think about my plan of attack. Like if they were to break in and they were they knew I was home, they knew my family was home and they stayed there once they saw me and they attacked me and they tried to get past me to get my family, they would, it would be a fight, right? Yes. Right. It would be a major fight because I love my family so much. I love my girls. I want to protect them. And I think everybody here would do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much any, any man, any father I know would, would go to great lengths to protect their children. Mm-hmm. And so when, like you ask, people ask all the time, you know, why is there so much killing in the Bible? Why is there so much, uh, you know, right. violence? It's because people are violent. And the way that God set it up is he created man, he created yeah. us, and then he stepped back and let and he let he let us do our thing. And unfortunately, <laughs> our thing became pretty right. pretty violent and pretty uh vile pretty quickly. And so when he had to come in and, and he had to intervene, then he had to enforce his violence too. I mean, the flood story is that right. and it's and it's a terrible story, but at the same time, it's also a very loving story because he protected, you know, a family. Right. The innocence, yeah. too, yeah. God's always loved his people. And in the Old Testament, like you say, when these uh, barbarous people, barbaric or barbarous, I don't know which word you use, anyway, these pagans, when they came after his kids, he stood up and defended them. Mm. And that's and something I think that's really interesting, God. too, is, is you know, what is, you, you, you quoted Billy Graham in regards to, you know, if aliens are real, that that they are created by God, given life by God. And, you know, we're talking about AI, we're talking about aliens, you know, and then you can expand on this a little bit more. I, I wonder what is like the definition of alive, because we say that the word of God is alive. You know, we are alive, plants are alive, mm-hmm. but does it all fall under the same word, right? Like, obviously not. Like, you know, there's no beating hearts inside of plants or, or pages of a book, hmm. but just, you know, defining like what that is, because, you know, we've talked about it and, and Josh, you alluded to it that like in revelation, you know, all this can kind of tie together, but you know, we are essentially making robots in, in our image, right? Like thinking that we are making them alive. Right. And, and eventually that's going to come to a head when, you know, deciding, to power them down is that killing them is that life is oh, that man. whatever you know like, like we're not not necessarily right. ethics no, no, we don't got to talk ethics right but it is though for people right like right i mean even down to like animal like you ever meet somebody and they won't step on a spider yeah yeah you yeah. know like it's my like daughter but, might no, be a relative right right yeah. no, right <laughs> yeah, sure. but i'm just saying like when you talk about creating these beings in our image like you said like and that sounds weird to say i shouldn't say beans that people are like you sound crazy but when we start creating these ai and we created them in our image um, then when does morality like fall, like where we say like, oh, you, you make sure they're treated right. And you know, like this is, yeah, a crazy, right. this is a slippery, slippery slope. Why is that the goal? I, have you ever thought about that? Like <laughs> when you create a robot, we're going to make them just like us. Like wh- yeah. what, why not make them well, bigger, better? Because like, we, we probably, in? we yeah, probably right, feel yeah. better looking at something yeah. that we can, we can understand. Yeah. That's Cause true. like some of those robots that they have out they now, blend in. they don't have like any is heads. It, 
Yeah. You know, and so like looking at that or like that little dog thing that walks around, like you oh, look yeah, at that yeah. and you're like, that looks weird. <laughs> but if you were to turn it into a dog shape and you're like, yeah, yeah. I can understand yeah, that. Have a yeah. wagging tail. Well, well <laughs> the Bible says that we were created in God's image. And if you take yes. the idea you of go. us creating something, it's like now we feel like we are the creators. And so mm. now we're creating something in mm. our image. Mm. And so it's like, it's this idea of playing creator a little bit, right? Well, the problem there is the world at large doesn't believe in a devil who's running the system today. They don't, that, that change, that's a game changer right there. Yeah. Would be the devil is running the system. With that, let me, let me take us down a little different road here. Well, it's not different, but uh, let's get a little deeper, I should say. In the Daily News, Elon Musk warns there's a chance AI will kill us. And he revealed this in a closed door uh, summit with senators. That's according to the Daily News. According to NBC News, Elon Musk uh, he warns civilization the risk that is posed by AI. And he did this in a meeting with tech CEOs and senators. Have you guys read anything about the military creating dr- like uh, like AI, like soldiers or anything like that? No, but I'm sure they are. I mean, you just... If, they, if they're using drones in warfare it, now, why wouldn't they well, create AI soldiers? I, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking on the fly here, but um, so think about aliens. And if, if, we, if we're starting to find proof of, of unidentified flying, you know, whatever you call them now, whatever, I don't even know yeah, what you call them, UAPs, now. UFOs, whatever. But if, you, if, if we think that they could be hostile, wouldn't it make sense that we're building an army of AI to fight yeah. them? Yeah. Well, well, let me go back and finish this thought because I think mm. it's very, very important that Elon Musk is saying... And I read one of the articles, and he said it's it's above zero percent chance that these AIs are going to kill us. Above, he's, in other words, there is a chance. Mm-hmm. But I think there's more than a chance. And I think if Elon Musk and even Joe Rogan would hear what I'm going to say next, it really kind of confirms that that is a great, not even a great possibility. It's going to happen, I believe, mm-hmm. at some point in time, because if they read Revelation 13 and 15, in fact, I'll just. Uh, Read it right here from my Bible. I have a Bible right here before me. I think it speaks of AIs in the last days. Now, if this is true, what it shows me is that God knew this would be the last days. And he knew that we'd be creating AIs. And even in this verse I'm going to read, it seems like it was kind of a newer thing there. Hmm. Because listen to what it says. It says in, in Revelation chapter 13, verse 14, 15, And he deceives those who dwell on the earth because of the signs which it was given him to perform in the presence of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image, make an image to the beast Hmm. who had the wound of the sword and has come to life. And there was given to him to give breath to this image or statue or whatever it is of the beast. And the image of the beast might even be able to speak. And he causes as many as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Now, I say there's a chance, I'm not saying this positively, that that is an AI. And unlike the image that Nebuchadnezzar made in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, excuse me, who had to have someone speak for the image, this beast will speak for himself. Now, in the Old Testament story that we have in our Bible of uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the, the spokesman for the beast said, if you won't worship me, you will die. But someone was speaking for the image. Here in Revelation, the image speaks himself and says, 
for all those who will not accept me and my system, I order you to die. If it is an AI, they don't have a conscience. They could do this. So I'm just saying that quite possibly the Bible looking ahead to this generation is speaking of an AI. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it's kind of newer because says he even gave him the ability to speak, this mm -hmm. image. Mm -hmm. And But the good thing is for all of you listening, if you're Christians, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, they decided not to bow to this image, and God saved them because he mm -hmm. loved them. And we will be saved. We're going to be taken care of. God's going to watch out over us, so don't be afraid. But I think that uh, maybe uh, Elon Musk uh, is a little more right than he thinks he is. Mm. Yeah, and that's something that's that's really interesting because I know we're not necessarily here to to dive into this Bible study of the book of Revelation, but it does sound like whatever this Antichrist is wanting to build, because it says that it was uh, the 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 injury from the sword to the head or something right. along those lines. Right. Well, it sounds like this this thing that is created, it, it's almost like what we have currently in 2023 is just like the prototypes for what then will eventually be there, right? right. Like it's, right. it sounds like there will be some sort of one thing. Um, and I know that people listening, like maybe you could let us know if there's like a uh, end times prophecy, so, something or other, or maybe explain end times because you might be listening and be like, oh my gosh, this that sounds like we're we're right right behind the, the, the Bible. Like what's about to happen? There's a lot of things that have to happen in order for these things to take place. That Pastor Ron can totally guide us through, but it is it is interesting to see where we are at so quickly and how detailed the Bible has been about it. And maybe because I have an aunt who refuses to read the Book of Revelation because it's about the end of the world, but to read it is to then know the signs to look for. Um, and uh, it's such a huge a huge help that we have as believers to read the book of revelation, because then when you start to see things happen in the world, it could put like some sort of fear, maybe some hopelessness in people, but to know that scripture has talked about these things and has alluded to these things. And I think pastor, you said it earlier, the Bible has made it clear that this is what you need to know to get right with God before going home. Not every detail. He doesn't lay out what, the names of all the planets and all these different things. It's just what we need to know to know him. What's, what's interesting to me is, um, hmm. is if you read the book of Revelation, there's a, um, a change of pace every, every uh, so many chapters. So um, the beginning is very practical, and then it goes into all this destruction and, um, and chaos, right? Mm -hmm. and, then, and then God wraps it up and, and, and fixes everything in the end, right? In the very end, you have kind of a Garden of Eden experience again, right? But at the beginning, um, it's so practical, and it says stuff like, uh, you've lost your first love. Go back to your first love. Do Church, the things you yeah. did at first. Churches, and then yeah. it goes into this warning of what's going to happen. And it's, so it's like you wonder, well, what do I do about all this stuff? What do I do? You know, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. This is stressing me out. Uh, well, the first few chapters of Revelation, first seven chapters, or so, it, it's just very practical. Go back yeah. to your first love and, and be focused on God and his love, and then everything else will, will be okay. But things are know? starting to make sense. Now I look and read Revelation a little differently. I see some things that I never could figure out. Now I go, hey, those are drones. Those mm -hmm. are probably drones. Mm -hmm. Things are starting to, to you know, uh, work their way out, and I'm beginning to understand some more all the time. But I could sit here right now and give you 20 things the Bible says is going to happen before the last day comes. Mm -hmm. 
And I'd say 19 of those 20 have already happened. And all this stuff's happening so rapidly all around us that it kind of shows me that maybe maybe we are getting close to the end. And that shouldn't depress people. That should mm. encourage Christians, of course. If if the view from Scripture to what you see in the world, if that was like a camera lens that went from blurry to clear, yes. how blurry or how clear is it from what you've seen? Is it is it crystal clear to you or is it still, do you not totally see all the details coming? I, I think it's getting darn near crystal clear. And uh, I'm looking at it, like I say, the Bible's very explicit that Russia, and it names Iran, and uh, uh, of course China, I believe, is represented in the last wars. Mm -hmm. And it does seem to depict that Russia, Iran, uh, uh, China, all would be on one side. And it blows me away today to see just in the news yesterday how Putin is with China now making, they're, they're really making a lot of uh, uh, gain in, in becoming stronger allies than ever. Mm -hmm. And it was also on the news yesterday how Iran's starting to support Russia. Mm -hmm. I think China and North Korea now has given Russia a whole bunch of weapons. Mm -hmm. And I think one of them, China's given uh, money, I think, and finances to battle the war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And North Korea's promising weapons. And these are all uh, countries that were supposed to come together according to the Bible, if you look at it closely. Mm -hmm. And it's all happening. And then I told you before, and you've heard this many times, but I think the key to the last day prophecy is Jesus seems to say in Matthew 24, that when you see Israel come home and see them become a nation again, which happened in May 1948, that and I believe if I read it correctly in the Greek, that the people alive at that time who saw that in May 1948, not all of them will be dead until everything happens. Hmm. And so I think the Bible did compare prophecy events taking place to birth pains. Yeah. So they start out, and right now we're right there. It mm -hmm. seems like that. Like Tom uh, said, every time you open up a news app or something, it's it's one more thing. I. I think we just read like an hour an hour ago. Um, they were talking about uh, NASA coming out and talking about the UFOs being being one hundred percent real, but unexplained even to them at this point. Why do yeah. they keep what changing they, names? Yeah. It's not right, UFOs right. anymore. Right. What is they, it now? But they just came UAP, out. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, because I think UFO has a derogatory yeah. term from the pat, like in the '60s when you know yeah. all Roswell, all that stuff is like people were emphatic, kind of like Bigfoot. Bigfoot. We're gonna find out. In the next couple of weeks, that Bigfoot's probably also legit. So you actually yeah. do have alien socks on. I have right? UFO, UFO shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, nice. UAP, UAP. You, you yeah. see the the uh, you got it right there, and then it's it's beaming. It down. almost looks like a cowboy yeah. hat um, <laughs> with the laser coming out of Sombrero. it. Sombrero. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I do have I do have a question for you guys. You know, in Scripture, we are supposed to be diligent. We're supposed to be aware. Do you think that that every believer is supposed to have a a knowledge of what's going on in the world like this um, in order to preach the gospel? Um, or do you think that that's set aside for for people that maybe hmm. think like that? What, what do you guys— What knowledge of what? So, you know, we're sitting here. We might have listeners that are like, I haven't heard of any of this. I didn't hear about the Chargers. I didn't hear about the aliens. <laughs> I didn't hear about any of this. And right. so— you know, I mean, it's just in my newsfeed, man. Maybe it's my algorithm. Maybe sure. it's my socks. I don't know. But I mean, is it is it the responsibility of every believer, or is the main emphasis yeah. to make disciples? So a couple of weeks ago in our podcast, we talked about being sensitive, and I, I mentioned having this innate ability to have 
like this built-in radar slash Wi-Fi that's built into us. We just know stuff is happening, right? And it's like as believers, I believe, um, we call that the Holy Spirit, but that we're t- we're tuned in to the things that are happening around us. Like we're not dead to the, like we're not just living our lives going like whatever, like I'm happy, like everything's okay. Like we are very aware of what's happening. Pastor Ron shared a story at our staff meeting a couple uh, a couple days ago where he talked about he saw a woman on a bridge and she was carrying somebody and his 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 radar went off and said, I need to help that person. It's, it's his built-in radar. And so I think we have this built-in senses of like what is happening around the world, like what is good, what is bad. And the more that we tune into that and the more we tune into God, the more we're going to understand what we're responsible for. I, think I don't depends. think everybody can do everything, Yeah, but I do think that we do have a responsibility to be very aware of what's happening around it, us. It just depends on who you are. It depends on, um, I mean, if you're a kindergarten teacher, you probably shouldn't be talking to him about the end of the world well, and for, for sure UFOs that. and all these things, right? right? But if you are somebody who's in a position to have adult conversations and you need to be, uh, I, I think different people have different roles, you know what I mean? And so, um, you know, Dad, you, you've always been excited about prophecy into the world stuff and you've taught it for a long time. 40 years. And uh, that's you're kind of a niche for you. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not as into it as you are, but uh, the book of Revelation is intriguing to me. I know? get very excited. Of course, we're all at different points in life. I know in 10 or 15 years, I'll be dead anyway. I just soon see the Lord come. I'm anxious. You guys have young kids to raise on and on. But Vincent asked me a question earlier that uh, why aren't people, you know, why aren't people thinking about the Lord coming back on and on? Mm. They're much like the people uh, that Jesus speaks of in Matthew 24, where he said, uh, for the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days, which were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, party, hearty, and down, marrying, given in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. And they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away. And so shall the coming of the Son of Man. And so I think people today don't want to think about it because they think of it in a negative tone when they do. I think of it in a positive tone because I truly believe that as great as it is to be married and to have kids and watch them grow up and, and all these great things on the earth, it can't even compare. I mean, not even to the millionth degree what awaits us in heaven. And so right now it's a little bit of a scary time for some. And even what Jesus said also in Matthew 24, he said, unless those days, talking about these days, very last days, unless they had been cut short, no life, would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days shall be cut short. Mm. Now think about that in the, in the framework of nuclear war. Right. I mean, Ooh, it's getting scary. One person push a button and everybody pushes their buttons and, and whatever. And God said, he's going to shorten those days. It's not like we give the most responsible people on the planet, the responsibility of pushing or not pushing the button. It's, Mm -hmm. it's like the, the dictators, the people who uh, want to be worshiped and want to be followed are the ones that have access to those buttons. That's what makes it scary. So it's, you know, there's a lot of things that are scary, honestly. Um, Even when you think about things that are unknown, you know, think about the planets and the billions of, uh, stars and, and all these things, you know, and the fact that we've only, I think we've only uh, explored, you know, uh, 20 or 30% of our oceans. So we don't even know what's below us. We don't even know what's around us, right? We're discovering new fish all the time. There's a ton of stuff we don't know. And, and so I think that even science is becoming kind of a religion where scientists are studying um, down to the smallest molecule and they are blown away by how, right. how that keeps going, yeah. how things keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller to the point where they 
you know, there's always something new. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, and then space is, you know, is is always something bigger. And so uh, you get to the point where, where it, no matter who you are, your knowledge base stops. Your your level of knowledge, your limit, there you find your limit. Right. No matter who you are. And that's why um when I have these conversations with people, they get stressed out because they're like, well, I don't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I need to know more. And it would be really easy to go down rabbit holes. It'd be really yeah, easy to yeah. just say, well, okay, I'm gonna spend my whole entire life and 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 you're gonna learn a lot on YouTube, right? right. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. And so it'd be easy to go down those rabbit holes, but at some point, all of us, no matter who we are, we have to acknowledge our limits. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest things for us is we mm-hmm. need to find out where the limit is and gear our focus back to the beginning of what Revelation <clears throat> okay. says. But, you know, I, go, but I think be aware. Your first love. But yeah, I think I think know your limit, like where some of this stuff is like, yes, this stuff's good to know, but I agree with you, like putting it to practical, like our church, like, you know, we're practical in the sense of like, go and love people, like be there, for, meet needs. Obviously that's like the practical part. But I think we super need to be aware. One of the things that um, we kind of talked about before was um, just how the how the people of the Old Testament, the Jew, they, they missed, the prophecy of Jesus. Like, how could they have missed that? I mean, it was like, dude, it was written on the wall for them. Like very, very plain. Like if you were a follower of the word, if you were like, if you lived your life for that and you knew, then you knew that this, this prophecy was going to happen mm-hmm. about a virgin, all this stuff. How could you have missed that? Yeah. They weren't looking for it. The that, same way, right. same way that the only people that were looking for the birth of Jesus that I know of were the wise men. And Herod, well, Herod sent Well, the, Herod was... He heard. He, right. found, he heard through the wise men. Right, he was nervous. But those guys, you know, had probably been converted through their ancestors who was with Daniel in the Babylonian kingdom. Right. And these men took it seriously and said, there's supposed to be a Messiah born. And, of course, some of the, the, the time uh, frames are given in the Old Testament. Right. If you look at the, the prophecy in Daniel there where King Artaxerxes is involved... He said, when you see this happen, count the days off and Messiah will be here. Obviously, they took the book of Daniel very uh, seriously because Daniel was with their ancestors. Right. And Daniel probably made a big deal out of it, probably went into more depth with their ancestors than he mm-hmm. did anybody. So these guys, it was passed down through the generations. Right. That, you know what? what? Messiah is supposed to come according to this timeline in Daniel. He should be here right about now. So they started watching the stars going, mm-hmm. let's look. And when they saw the star, of course, that led them to the, the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But uh, Vince, right now, people are doing just what they did in uh, Matthew 24. Mm-hmm. Our generation, they're playing games. Even a lot of Christians are. They're not taking this stuff seriously. And I said today, we don't want to be guilty of what all those people were in that generation when Jesus was born. They should have known. They should have been looking for the birth of Jesus mm-hmm. because Scripture said it very plainly. said, these are going to be the time element here, and when this happens, Messiah is coming. They weren't looking because they didn't believe the Scripture. And today, if I could name 20 prophetic signs right now and show you that all 19 have happened out of 20, and that the 20 of the is, 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 can happen any given moment. So my, my, my point, going back uh, to this idea of like being stressed out with all this information, I think apathy creeps in into distinct situations. It creeps in when there's not enough to work for. There's sure. not enough to do. Right. There's not enough to have to even like hope have hope for. Yeah. And then it creeps in when you're overwhelmed and you don't know what to do. Yeah. So you're like, why try? And so I think it's important for us as Christians to say, yes, this is true. I'm aware of this. But yeah. each of us, but but also focus on your own role. Yeah. Focus on 100%. what you're called to do. Like you're yeah. you're a pastor, right? And right. you're you're preaching this stuff from the pulpit. And and Tom, you're preaching something else from the pulpit. And I'm preaching something, you know, we all have our message 
messages. And I think right. we need to stay focused on that. And really, like, probably more than anything now, I think our focus should be on learning how to be sensitive to the spirit, listening, 100 uh, rather than having to learn it but, all. But or how many it people do you yeah. know? How many Christian people do you know that's going around saying, hey, Josh, Lord might come this week? He might come this week. How many of us are really looking for his coming? And it literally says, don't say he's not coming. <laughs> like the word says, don't, don't get in your heart. Like, but I, I go back, Josh, to even like, and this, and I'm, and I'm even speaking to myself. So like when I'm saying this to the audience, I'm saying like, it's so easy to get comfortable in our lifestyles. Like it's so easy. Like I, I'm getting ready for hunting season with my son. So fun. Like I'm like comfortable. I'm like, oh man, we and like, we get to clean the guns at night and he's going, he got to do his like hunter's ed and that's like all great. But like, that's not, that's not like, I, I could easily just get caught up, but that's not the whole point of our lives. Like that's not, and I'm not saying not to enjoy, but it's so easy to get comfortable with what we have, right? And then just go through the motions and be like, well, as long as I'm provided for, I'm hung, you know, whatever, without, like, then we just do our thing. And it's like, when we get to that place of comfort, I feel like the people of the Old Testament got so comfortable with their life, being in charge of the temple, all this stuff that they just missed Jesus because they felt like they didn't need a savior. And I think we've come to a place as a society where it's so, even as Christians, it's easy to get comfortable and stop saying Jesus is coming back or being there for the poor or being there for one another. We choose to... Well, talk, to Paul talks about fighting yeah. the good fight, right? And what, sure. is, what is the good fight? I, I think it's the fight that God has you fighting, right? Uh, uh, Whatever right. that might be. Whatever good fight is the fight you're going to win. Well, it's a fight. That's the only good fight I know if you're going to win it. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a good point. That's true. Uh, uh, and you're going to uh, win well, the fight that yeah. God puts you in. You know, if he, if he, uh, there are a lot of people too that believe the opposite of what we believe and they are fighting. Mm -hmm. They're fighting against, you know, the things and they're not the enemy, so no. to speak, but the spirit behind them is the enemy. Right. And that's the, like you talked about earlier, the heavenly forces, like, like our, our battle is not against flesh and blood, Paul writes in Ephesians, but against the principalities, against the, uh, the, the forces of evil. Um, and so we need to be praying. We need to be seeking God. We need to be running toward him and trusting that he will have the next, um, the next chapter open for us. He'll for have sure. the next, the next thing for us, you know, to, to focus on. And so I think when we learn about this stuff, it's easy to get afraid, but it's also like, why do we have Halloween every year? Why do we have this, this time where we're getting into the season where you walk into Walmart and or whatever, and you see all these spooky things. Mm -hmm. I think it's because it's good for us to be afraid. I think, I think like, like naturally, I mean, the, I, I can get into the whole, you know, behind Halloween, the <laughs> pagan stuff or whatever. But if you want to do that, then we got to find, we got to get into the pagan stuff about Christmas too. So anyway, the point being is that, we are, are, it's okay for us to be afraid. It's okay for us to be fearful. It's okay for us to have respect for the things that could harm us. But then don't stop there. Mm -hmm. You also have to have the confidence that is behind you, that a God is with you, right? Um, that you can overcome all these things, all these evils. Well, let me give a verse real quick. It says, uh, I'm going to read it in the New King James Version. Let us consider one another to provoke and to love. No, I don't like that at all. A little new King James. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. And how mm. do we stir up that love and good works? Mm. It says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Yeah. As is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and encouraging one another That's so good. much more as you see that day approaching. Now, That's so we, good. we know that the Bible says that there will be an end, that God will come back. He's going to stop all this. Um, now, even our politicians know that it doesn't look good for the world in the long term. You've got the greenhouse effect. You've got, oh, all this stuff, climate change. You've got 
uh, you know, all this stuff that has to be corrected or this world's going to end. They know that. And They're there kind are of, so many of those politicians that are getting so frustrated thinking they can change everybody on the planet. Yes. And it's not working, you know? Well, let me go back again to the Tower of Babel. And I hate to repeat something I said probably last week. But in the story of the Tower of Babel in our Bible, uh, the world came to such a place to where they said we're going to become our own God. We can create life. Not, they didn't say that, but it's it's that thought pattern of we can create our own life. Right. We can we can build a tower to heaven. We can live in heaven. We can rule. We can be. We don't need God anymore. We'll be our own God. And that's exactly what our society is saying today. And what was God's response to that in that story? He said, "You know what? We got to go down and stop all this. We've got to stop it because if we don't, there there's going to be no limit to what they can do. Is we're going to stop it. And so I think we're at that point right now to where like Tom said earlier, every time you turn around, something crazy is happening. Mm-hmm. Something that we would not even believed could have happened mm-hmm. you three know, years ago. You know, one of the things that I've, I think about when I read news stories, like from a big outlet, like, uh, you say, New York Times, right? You think about all of the stories that they didn't publish because they weren't quite sure. They were like right. close. To, they had almost enough information, right. but not quite. Yeah. And they, did, they chose not to publish yeah. those stories. Yeah, right. You know, how many are on the cutting floor that are like, yeah. oh, the, the three-headed monster. Well, why, <laughs> why all of a sudden? And again, I, I know that there's a possibility that they're going to come back and say that those alien skeletons right. were all bogus. And yeah. there's a, somebody's going to come up and try to at least say right. that. Whether they are or not, I do not know. The AI people but in the football stadium can be well, actors, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right? Why all of a sudden, our government, according to the news feed that I'm reading, they've sat on all this information for for decades. Mm. Now all of a sudden they're coming out with it. Yeah. And they're not afraid of sharing it with us. Uh, is it the cats on the roof and won't come down? Right. Uh, and again, well, for those of you who don't know that analogy. Just tell the joke one more time. but yeah, It's worth it. A guy leaves for vacation, leaves his cat with his brother. And he's uh, gone for about a month, and uh, he calls home, and he asks his brother, how's my cat doing? So your cat died yesterday. He said, what the heck? You're just going to come off like that and tell me my cat died yesterday? What a shock. That's wrong. He said, well, how should I have told you? He said, well, you should have probably done something like this. You should have uh, called me one day and said, hey, your cat's on the roof. And I just wanted you to know. And then the next day you could have called me again and said, your cat's still on the roof and it won't come down. And then maybe after three or four times of something like that, you could have said, okay, your cat died. So that would have prepped me for it. So he went on vacation the next year and he called home and he said, how's mom and dad? And he said, they're on the roof and they won't come down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so, I've not heard that. So uh. the whole idea is to prepare people, you know, slowly. Don't don't throw it all at them at once. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I truly believe that. And I also think that they have sat on this for so long because maybe they've prepared their answers for whatever questions they assume are going to come, you know, so that that way they can be dialed in. Because I know that just as a parent, you know, my wife and I, you know, our kids will ask us questions that we don't know the answers to. And so you either like, you know, do the best that you can to the best of your ability. Or when our kids were, you know, first born, we started talking about, hey, how are we going to handle the tooth fairy? How are we going to handle Santa Claus? How are we going to handle Easter? How are we going to handle, you know, these things? 
And you you prep for that so that once the time comes, then it's like we've prepared. We know how we're going to answer. We know how we're going to do this. I could see them doing the same thing where it's like, let's hold on to this information. Is everyone in agreement that this is how we're going to respond? Yes. Okay. Release the information. One of the things that's interesting going back to the Tower of Babel um, that we that you we forget to extract on that thing is it said that they would all they got together and they all understood each other's language, which I always thought was fascinating. And at that at that time when you if you would have read that twenty years ago, maybe thirty years ago, I'm quite old now, and you would have said everybody's speaking each other like they, that's impossible. Everybody coming together and now with technology as we talk about um, you know AI and all these different things, it's so easy for us to come together in talking universal language because of all the devices and all the electronics that we have. Um, Elon Musk talked about, when he talked about AI, he also talked about, um, he said that we're, we're cyborgs in that, um, in the sense that we have, that we're, that we cannot live a day without our phones. We cannot live a day without our computers. We cannot live a day without the internet. And so we become, um, impartial to just basically living without tech. And he's like, that is a prerequisite to basically having these AIs. And so going back into the Tower of Babel, it's like we've come to a place um, where we feel like or society feels like there's nothing we can't do now. Like if we want to explore yep. or we want to do it. We just saw in a new super sad story Josh mentioned earlier um, where we thought we had enough technology, which is crazy that we don't, um, to send a ship down to go see the Titanic. And it ended in catastrophe. It's like completely sad story. Um, but we thought we had enough tech to be like, we're going to visit the bottom of this ocean floor. Like we can do it. And it killed us. And I think that's where we're at now is we're exploring so much stuff now. There's so many articles about this and that, that we think we know what's good for us. And the thing that we think that knowledge that we think is good for us is actually destroying we us. We think we can clone people now. Yeah. There's nothing we can't do. We can, we can make life in a test tube and, uh, we're insulting God and, and God's not going to be insulted. Um, you know, I had said something earlier to you guys too. I'm not so sure. I'm reading scripture differently sometimes now that I'm seeing the end come so quickly, I think. But in Genesis, uh, God told Adam and Eve, you can eat of any tree, but you can't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Because in that day, you know, your eyes are going to be open and it just it's not going to be good at all. So I'm thinking again, could we? I mean, I don't want to be called a heretic here, but... Could it be remotely possible that God could be speaking to us through those verses today, saying the tree of knowledge is the computer? It's uh, the computer world because it has both good and evil. Mm. And the tree of knowledge had good and evil, and it has both. And God would be saying to us today, if you eat of that tree of knowledge, if you live your life according to the lies you're hearing on the computer... If you live your life according to the lies mm. and, the, and the misconceptions the government's telling you, on and on and on, and don't live your life according to the revelation of God and His holy word, you're going to start dying. You're mm. going to start dying. And I think that might be the case for some people today. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, interesting, and I don't want to get in trouble here, but it's interesting for me to see the word Christian and conservative be married together right? You know, when... Uh, it's okay to be a conservative, right? But if you're, especially if you're a Christian, that's fine. It's not a big deal. That's, that's, you know, your politics are your politics. But when you replace one for the other and you start becoming more religious about your politics than you are about your God, right? then it's a problem. And and I think that I see that happening um, on both sides. I see that happening on all political sides. And people start, um, they, they take up... Uh, 
you know, issues or they take up uh, missions or, you know, even advocacies right. for, for, for things that God never called them to do. And when they do that, it's like, what good are you doing? You're probably right. doing the opposite of good. You're probably really hurting and harming people. Mm-hmm. And so I would just, I always encourage people, I think it's fine to be political. It's fine to share your political views, but just make sure that God and, and the Bible are number one, right? Make sure that, mm-hmm. that, that he's number one, not just ideas you're hearing on the, on the, uh, on a radio show or a podcast or whatever, especially even ours. I mean, you, we always would tell, I would always tell people, go back and read yourself, pray yourself, uh, study yourself, uh, talk to God. You have the opportunity and the ability to do that. We believe that because of what Jesus did. And so I would encourage you guys to do that. Um, because there's a lot of lies out there. Like you said, I I think about, uh, media and I think about, um, the fact that we know we've been lied to 100%. We know that we were lied to on the media but we still listen to it and we still follow it and we still get behind these causes uh, when they are 100% motivated by money or power. Right. right? Yeah. And, um, and they're not motivated by God. So the only true way to, to really, really, really fully uh, uh, be in the right mindset, I would say, is to be f- all the time checking your spirit. I mean, the, uh, yeah. you said it before, Vince, or you said it in another conversation, that the Bible is alive, right? Right. Uh, well, the scripture for that is, he- is Hebrews 4.12, and it says, The word of God is living, mm-hmm. active, sharper than a two-edged sword, able to judge the thoughts and intentions of our heart. So when we read the Bible, it's not like I'm going to read that and take that as uh, as my manifesto to go take on another group of people. No, when I read the Bible, it's always right. a mirror. It's always something that, 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 that changes me, mm-hmm. right? It changes me. It doesn't change them. It changes me. And if I am living the way that I should be living, then uh, that there will be a um, an effect on others from that, right? But But it's not going to be... Uh, because I said, you know, this right. or I did that to this group, it's going to be because I was true to who I was called to be and who right. God called me to but be. See, the darker the world gets, the brighter our lights can shine. Mm-hmm. That's so good. People are yeah. afraid. They are scared, at least the ones that are reading the news are. And I will go back to what you said. you got to remember that many, many, if not most, all of these major news media networks they have to find something to get you to watch them every week. Right. Yeah. In order to do that, sometimes they'll have to take little truths and blow them up to the humongous things, yep. Yep. which they're really not, some of them, but they're competing with one another for the best story of the night or the best story of the week or whatever. Yep. And we're believing all this, uh, what's the word you want to use, this embellishment, this this big thing they made out of something smaller. Well, and then it's turned into even more than that. Like there's a narrative that is... Uh, is a um, culmination of power where they're trying to, uh, you know, actually get more power. And so uh, I, I believe that there's money behind that, but I believe that politicians are connected with media and they're controlling it. Well, I think that there's people behind the politicians that have money, right, that are controlling the politicians and the politicians well, are controlling the media. The so Bible, it's really interesting. This will be insulting to a lot of people, and I understand that you don't have the, the worldview that we have the spiritual view we have. We are people who really truly believe in the Bible and the God of the Bible. We believe that word is God's written word. And, you know, I think, again, if we really believe our Bible, that the guy at the top of the pyramid is the devil. Hmm. This is at the top of the pyramid. And he's controlling everything to his advantage in the world system. We're in the kingdom of God which is a kingdom within the world, and we're controlled by different things. And so fearful, no, 
uh, concerned and sober, yes, uh, things are happening rapidly. And, and so let me just kind of turn a corner maybe to, 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 to go toward the ending of this thing today. What, what should we be doing, maybe even more so than ever, because of all this stuff that's happening. Well, I love what you said about the darker it gets, the brighter we shine. I think that's huge. I, I mean, if I if you took one thing from that from today, that's such a good word. It's so simple. Um, but Jesus, we, I mean, our hope, like we should be beacons of hope for people. Like we should be standing in the gap when people are scared, when they're freaked out. Like giving them a lot of truth, but being able to point them back to Christ. I'm like here is it, like you said, a king, like a yes. kingdom life. Like here's what how the world operates. Everybody's dog eat dog. Look out for themselves. But this is how the kingdom of God operates. And we look out for one another and we look out for the needs around us. And we look out for those that don't have. And we look out for those who um, that that may not be looked out for in this world system. And that's if we do that as believers, if that's our response and our constant re- response, then it doesn't matter if aliens come and land and all this stuff because we know that we're doing what God's called us to do. And that's to meet the needs of people around us and continue to bring them hope. So none of that even plays it's like nothing's greater than that and even the word i mean just as it comes to me it's like nothing is greater than he who has come to the you know like his love for us like nothing is greater than that and so it's like no matter what comes our way it's like we have to continue to double down and well that. you know what again we have preached it for years that everything in our world's made of basic three building blocks protons neutrons electrons but there are thousands of building blocks out there mm. thousands of them and so the world's getting freaked out going, ooh, we're seeing some stuff from another building block that we're not familiar with. Right. Whereas us Christians, especially the ones of us who are involved in leadership, yeah, we've been experiencing uh, deliverances, people from demons, demon possession. Uh, we've got angel stories. We've seen what we think are angels at different times of our life that maybe have appeared. Uh, we're in a whole different world, and I, I say to you out there that you do not have a Bible mindset. You, you're not coming from the Christian worldview that we are. When you become a Christian like we are, once you begin to believe in the Bible like we do, there's a whole brand new world opened up to you. It's a whole different world mm-hmm. than most people have ever even thought of. It's mm-hmm. crazy once you become a Bible-believing Christian and start believing in this word, and that's who we are. If aliens came down and they got out of their spaceship, and I just say this, this I, and just because I think this is how crazy this is. <laughs> if they came down and they got out of their spaceship and said, guys, there's a God, and they just came up with some other thing. They said there's some other God. People would be like, oh, see, I told. But if they came out of that same spaceship, landed and said, hey, guys, Jesus is real and the Bible's real. Everyone would be like, no, nah, no, nah, no, that's home. not right. They wouldn't, they like, still wouldn't believe. And if you, and if you guys, can whatever, just, right, exactly. So if you can wrap your mind around that, yeah. just to think like the truth that we want to hear is like, is going to be the thing that we want to hear. The next news story sense? would like, be, it's going to be, the next I don't know if that resonates like, with you, Tom, like what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Right. Because it'll be, because that's been the story. And because what we just read about Ephesians, like our battle isn't against flesh and blood. It's like, even if. They came down and said, Jesus is 100% real. Oh, like you got, we would be like, nah, like, okay. Like those of us believe like, yeah, everybody else would still be skeptical. Oh, they would, they would, they would attack them. Right. <laughs> they would 100%. Right, right. Yeah, they wouldn't. It would probably cause a war. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. right. I do. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like- There's the Battle of Armageddon, right? Like, right. It's supposed to be fighting with the heavens. So, I don't oh, know. man. I'm just saying that's a oh, five for another podcast. Yeah, well, yeah. You know what? I'm looking for a verse to end with if you guys have anything else to say. 
but I want to find a verse because me and Tom had talked about this before. And uh, so uh, go ahead and, and finish anything the, you want to say. The biggest wanna... discovery, I'm telling you, K12-18B. <laughs> it's a it's an Earth-like... Earth 2. An Earth-like uh, planet that's like eight or nine times bigger than Earth. Okay, I want to show you something. New heaven, new Earth? Tom and I talked about wow. this. In, in the chapter, in the chapter where it's talking about the coming of the Lord. Okay, it's the context is important, the text. It says, and uh, there will be deception and wickedness in the world. And it says, for this reason, God shall send upon them a deluding influence so that they might believe what is false in order that they may all be judged on and on. Wow. This is in the context, and that's important, of the second coming of Christ. Mm -hmm that there's going to be a delusion and the world's going to believe a lie. Is it remotely possible that we're being set up for the world to say, well, you know, those Christians that disappeared, they went with the aliens. The aliens took them. That's what we think happened. I think they went with them. Mm. I mean, is that, a, I mean, it, it's not a probability, but is it a slight I possibility? Mean, says so they'll believe a lie in the context of Christians missing. They're going to believe a lie. And also there's a Absolutely. narrative that's happening where Christians are starting to be seen as enemies, as the, as the bad guys, mm -hmm. you know, as you know, we're bad because we believe in God, I guess. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what it is, but. Well, we, we're not progressive, right? right? Like we, we keep, we're keeping the world down, I guess. It's, it's, it's a crazy thought, but it's, it's all talked about in scripture. That day is coming. And one thing I've always noticed about revelation, you can't pray your way out of it. It's coming. You know, you can't pray that it would stop. You can't pray that it wouldn't happen. It, it has to happen because at the end of it, like I've said, there's the new heaven, there's the new earth that's coming. And it says, uh, Vince, you kind of alluded to it, I think, um, that, that, that God's going to wipe away every tear from our eye. There's going to be no more death, no more sickness. And Pastor, like you're saying, like, yeah, that's something to look forward to. Um, but the process from getting here to there is... That's going to be different. But we have That's a, lot of, be a, a lot of work to do in that process. We well, do. We yeah. have a lot of work to do. And even if uh, you don't believe in any of this stuff, you know, you say, eh, I don't believe in any of it. This is entertaining. This is great. You know, I, I put my tinfoil hat on. You're still going to die. Right? So you're you're still going to have to face all these things. It's I true. know it sounds it's terrible, but, <laughs> it's but it's true, right? No matter what, no matter how scientific right. or how smart you are or how healthy you are, or if you live in a blue right. zone or right. whatever, like you're still going to die. Yeah. And so you have to, at some point, like you said, we're all going to have to uh, deal with this at some point. But the Bible's either yeah. true or it is a lie. And it's God, one of the two. And I believe that one of the greatest gifts God gave us is the ability to choose to live your life how you want to well, live. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's either true or it's a lie. We believe it's true. And if it is true... You can choose to live any way you want to live, but you will have to give. But uh, there are consequences to choice. You'll, ha you'll have right? to give yeah. uh, an answer to God someday yeah. on how you lived your life. And for me, I want to go to this book that I believe is the Word of God, and I want to try my best to live my life the way He tells me to live it. Yeah. And so, anyway, I don't know if we confused you today or we scared you to <laughs> death today or if we encouraged you today. I don't know. But... That's kind of uh, the subject we came up with, and uh, it is what it is now. So I uh, hope you're okay. And we should just end every podcast with that. That should be our slogan. It, it is, is what it is, is now. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing we can do about it now, guys. 
Right on. All right, your mama's sunshine. That's right. All right, guys. We love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.